0: Okay, Jack fans, and welcome back to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. It's Alex here in Nacogdoches while Jacqueline is on the phone in Tyler, middle of the work week. Hey, guys. There she is. You know, middle of yeah, the work have, week, kind of a thing. people
1: text me and uh, ask if I was had the game tonight i was like no it's way
0: too long of a drive for the, the middle of
1: the yeah week you know Somebody i mean gotta work if it bills, wasn't so I gotta the,
0: be at work. right if it wasn't the middle of the week i mean maybe i've made the drive to thibodeau before it's not the most exciting drive <laughs> but yeah no, not really no and i just got back from new orleans so i'm pretty tired so <laughs> I've already been down this road. I've been down that exact road, so I necessarily didn't want to go back the same way, um, but I did survive, yeah. barely. Uh, I, did, I did survive. It was hit and miss for a while there. <laughs> My toes are still recovering from wearing shoes that I normally don't wear up and down Bourbon Street, so let's just say it like that. Yeah, and
1: Alex thought that the the
0: coach's
1: show was last
0: night, and so literally right amongst
1: driving into town. I did. Straight up to CC's. I um, did. I'd be I, a diehard, committed fan. I was
0: so tired. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to go. So I went home. I threw on a purple shirt. I looked like a hot mess, like death warmed over, hair up in a bun, no makeup, nothing. And I drove my happy butt all the way up to CC's which I mean, doesn't, it sounds like as far, it's like a five minute drive. And so I drove up there, I get there and I pull in. And I'm like, this parking lot's empty. Where is everybody? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I bet you it's not tonight. So then I look on Twitter and it was definitely, it says it's on Thursday. And I'm like, wow, I could have sworn it said Monday, but whatever.
1: I think it used to be on Monday in your defense.
0: I think it was Monday last well, year. Well, and it was Monday last year. And I, lect- I checked online and it said starts on Thursday. And then after this Thursday, it'll be on every Monday after that. So, uh, so in my defense, okay, so what, I wasn't we'll re- half wrong. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we'll all remind you at the end of the podcast when when the coaches show what the coaches show schedule is, so that you will know.
0: Yeah, I have it. Um, I have it. I screenshotted it, so I will tell everybody the exact dates of the coaches show towards the end of the podcast. So make sure you guys stick around for that information. But anyway, but yeah, but tonight, so we'll post it. yeah, yeah, and we're, well, yeah, for sure we'll post it. But tonight, guys, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be more of like a part in me, Jacqueline, than a part in me, Alex, because. Tonight, Jacqueline was watching in Tyler a lot more critically than I was watching in Lufkin because I was watching it on my phone at my Angelina College where I work men's and women's basketball games. So I was trying to watch one game live and one game on my phone. Didn't really work out very well. I made...
1: Alex was doing the most tonight.
0: I was trying. I'm like yelling Red for my team. Everything. I was. I was had on my my orange and blue. I know it's so can't help what my colors <laughs> are where I work. I can't help it. But you know I have to support my my Roadrunner women and men. Um, the women won tonight, just like the Lady Jacks won, and both men SFA and Roadrunners lost on two very close games. So. it was a hard night for me but anyway um Jacqueline was watching and Tyler she was actually watching it on the Southland app which was I was watching it too um but I was on my phone she was on her the Amazon fire stick so she was able to watch it that way and uh there's actually a lot more ways to watch it too Jacqueline right yeah
1: um so I made I made some notes to share with y'all because I figured out some new things today I feel so smart and I'm usually technologically challenged but um uh, normally if I can't attend um, the game and most of our home games are on ESPN three. And so any, anywhere games that are on, you know, obviously any of the ESPN channels, uh, just watch it through the ESPN app, which I have on my fire stick, Amazon fire stick. Um, right. My game was the one that it said was on 11 sports or whatever. Um, which we weren't exactly sure what, what that channel was. Uh, so, I just went to the SFA Jacks website, clicked on the link. It took me to the Southland website. Um, and I've done before in the past, like a downloaded an app on my Fire Stick that mirrors the phone or iPad or whatever to the TV. And it just never works out um, super well. So, anyhow, this time I went to the Southland website and it popped up and was like, download the Southland Conference app on Apple TV, Android mm-hmm. TV. Roku yeah. Or Amazon Fire Stick. That's awesome. Um, and, but, I just, and I just I just got really, a Roku. It works amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I so I just got a Roku so I can download the app on my Roku. I'll be doing.
1: And if you have to pause it, it still works pretty well because I was really apprehensive about that because I had to cook my dinner really quickly. Right. During halftime, so I paused it and then I came back and. Push play, and then at one point I'm, I missed what the announcer said, so I, I tried to rewind back a few seconds, and then it kind of messed up the audio where it was giving the the live or whatever the current audio was for me, but then overlapping it with audio from their live or whenever, but mm-hmm. I was get paranoid to try to exit out and start over, then it kicked me out of the app, so I had to start back over anyway, and it worked perfectly and let me rewind back to where I was, so... And of you try it out that way and you need to pause it or exit out of it or whatever, don't be apprehensive; that it'll still work. I think as long as the game's still going on. Well, that's, maybe once the game's over, you probably can't access it,
0: but. Well, that's really good to know, though, I mean, because there's a lot of times where the games aren't on ESPN or ESPN3 or, you know, easily accessible, so, I mean, that's, that's, these are good, this is good information to know, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So I okay.
1: post about that on the on the page so that good info to know if you're not around and you still want to keep up. Um, true, 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 true. Makes it very easy to keep up. Um, so anyhow, and the uh, the announcer tonight for Nichols was really good. Um, I actually made a note of that because you know we're all spoiled, Rob. Um, true. He was really really good. He knew a lot of background on our team as well, not mm-hmm. just Nichols. Um, he gets really good background info and commentary. He was knowledgeable yeah. one what was happening. Um, so shout out to him. The name is Bryant Johnson, the assistant AD for communications at Nichols. Um, but he even at the end of the game gave, gave us a really big shout out and said, um, you know, that we had only, we've only had the struggles that we have had due to injuries and the players we have out. Um, and that there was, you know, very good chance that we'd probably still win the conference tournament and, whatnot um Mm -hmm. so he was very uh flattering of of us and just gave credit where it was due and yeah um super transparent about our our situation and kind of where we're
0: at so well that's cool um, i mean it always helps really good i feel like it always really helps when you have like a really good radio announcer you know someone who's actually enjoyable to listen to like how rob is and like you said we're spoiled with him and so normally our, the radio announcers for other teams just obviously don't really live up to him. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to listen. Totally. Yeah.
1: So, all right. So here's a little background. <clears throat> Sorry, info on Nichols coming in tonight. Um, overall, they are on an 11-game losing streak to us uh, whenever we face that. So last season uh Preseason, they were picked 10th in conference. We were picked first. But at the end of season, of course, like we talked about last week, they shared the regular season championship with Southeastern Louisiana. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: but Nichols ended up losing to us in the and Conference tournament. Um, before tonight, we had not lost at Nichols since 2010. Um, the announcer pointed out that the Nichols coach, which has this is his first year at Nichols. Yeah. That the last time that Nichols beat SFA, he was not even old enough to buy a beer. He was 19.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Um, so that's that's how long it's been since they uh, beat us. Um, but anyway, and we actually have not been to play at Nichols um, since Thomas's last season. So this was the first road game at Nichols State for Keller and uh, his
0: staff. So, oh, really? Um yeah and then if if any of you watched it on
1: on tv or online through the app whatever uh I know it had to be a pretty different playing environment because this gym and I've heard or even Alex has told me this about I think Houston Baptist gym oh uh, god yeah uh, but their gym literally looked like a high school gym it had downstairs and upstairs and Only six rows of seats that I see on the bottom. I'm assuming the top is the same. Um, And the seating was only on the sidelines, like on the baseline, it was just wall. Um, So super compact, tight environment, even though I I looked on their website, I think it said their attendance was like 200 something tonight. Yeah, it said uh,
0: 214.
1: Yeah, but it was tiny, so I'm sure it was super loud. Um, True. But anyway, so there, there's your background on the, on coming into the game and, and Nichols versus us and all that.
0: Girl, let me tell you, you're not wrong about the whole uh, Houston Baptist. Like, it's to the point where I could spit from one bleacher to the opposite court bleacher. Like, it's <laughs> that tight. It looked
1: pretty tight and I think they had a few seats on the court, which I'm not really sure how they fit them in
0: there, but yeah, I um, saw those. I saw those on, on the screen, but no kidding though, Jacqueline, like if if you could try, if you could come down and for the Houston Baptist game in Houston with me, because I mean, I will make that trip like a one nighter just to go to that game and sit there in person. Because when I'm not kidding, I'll, you can sit right behind the boys and literally touch them, like yeah. breathe on them. Like you can feel the sweat dripping from them onto your lap. That's how close you are. It's insane. Yeah, we, we have to do that one. Oh, I already told my mom, she's already excited. I told her, I was like, I don't care if I have to go down after work and drive back up after the game. I don't care. I'm coming to that game.
1: We're ready. We'll yeah.
0: It. Cause it's, it's that um, ridiculous. All right.
1: So, game overview. Of course, we took a loss, 78-73.
0: We did. Um, we did.
1: So now we are eight and six overall, one and one in conference. Nichols is nine and seven overall, two and one, two and one in conference. Um, so, real quick, I'll give you all kind of the conference standings after um, tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam is first overall with two and zero.
2: Boom. Um, Trailing them
1: for schools at the second place um, spot. We have ACU, Nichols, New Orleans, and AM Corpus Christi all have a record of two and one. Right. And then trailing in the third spot is us, Incarnate Word, and Houston Baptist with one and one. Um, Here's so not, not super great, but we'll, it's not, know, we'll figure it
0: out. Right. So. It's I don't, yeah. Like you said, it's not super great, but it's still very early in the season. A lot, yeah. ca- a lot can happen. Um, being one and one at the beginning of the season, obviously. Yeah. We hate taking the L, but I mean, I um, and, and, and the other teams though, it's like, you know, that they're two and one, they've played an extra game already than we have. So. Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? Like they've already played three. We only played two, so we're st- we're still kind of playing catch up a little bit. So and no I worries. Feel like we
1: basically played our first two games were two of the more difficult ones because these are the two teams who just last season
0: were one and two we're, yeah. to
1: win outright. Exactly conference play, So
0: Yeah, yeah. They um, they were co champions. So you're right. I feel like we yeah. got the two hardest teams out of the way.
1: And one of them being road game, which is tough.
0: So it is tough. Even though Nichols is a small environment, any road game is tough. I don't care where it is. Yeah. I mean, it could be I mean, it's Sam Houston. It doesn't matter. Like they're all hard road games.
1: Yeah, and even though it's small, I mean that's, that's different than what we're used to. So yeah, it, it does make a it does make a difference. Um. All right. So anyhow, over overall um, for the game total. We changed. There's only one because we only led once for about ten seconds.
0: Literally ten seconds. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> we did tie up the score four times. Uh-huh. Um, and our, our biggest deficit was fourteen points. Um, so we made some really good, really good efforts at coming back from that.
0: We um, did. We did. We'll, we'll get to the we'll
1: get to the stats, but really. Essentially, again, it's one of those games that almost almost all the stats were dead close to being identical, except <laughs> they completely massacred us on free throws. I mean, just dirty. They well, were 16 of 20 for overall
0: 80% on free throws. We were 9 of 17 for
1: 53%. Yeah, wow, that's, that's wow, abysmal.
0: Wow. Abysmal. Um, It doesn't help that, I mean, and which you double-checked that they have the leading free-throw shooter in the conference. In the country. Oh, in the country!
1: Yes. So, all right. So, like I said, the the announcer tonight for this game, the Nichols State announcer, was really knowledgeable and gave a lot of background info. So, I, of course, made notes on some of that, but went and checked
0: and so she made because, notes. Um, so he said that they had the
1: top free throw shooter in the country. Of course, I immediately went look looked that up. Um, on the NCAA website, you can search that by individual, by team, by current season, by history, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Gavin Peppers. He right. is the number one free throw shooter in NCAA D1 basketball at this moment um, with 95.2% free throw percentage and has made, I think it was 40 out of 42 free throws
2: um, this season. Wow.
1: So, yeah. Wow. 95.2%. He's leading free throw shooter in the country in D1 basketball. Um. Pretty well. So, yeah, they, I mean, they scored 16 points off of free throws, and they only beat us 5-5. Um,
0: yeah, which kind of shows that we may be down at some points, but we're never truly out of the game.
1: Right. And so, basically, I mean, I'll, I'll go over this more in-depth in depth and stats, but okay. overall, um, the first half, we scored 27 points. No, that's not. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. Sorry. That's right. Um, 27 points. The second half, we scored 46 points. So we nearly doubled our first half points in the second half. Um, so, and again, I'll, I'll get to it later just one of my key points, but if we would have just played halfway as well in the first half as we did in the second half, um, uh, I mean, that the end score of this game, we, we would have won by a tremendous amount, um, but we didn't. We In the second half, we, we clawed back and we tried really hard, but pretty much overview every time that we got within a few points or tied the score up, then we immediately went down on defense and just completely threw it away and let them score and get back away. Um, so... Uh, I guess we just launched into kind of high points and low points. Um, so first, we'll we'll do high points first. I'll be nice. Um,
0: yeah.
1: First half. Uh, let's see. Big Montana did pretty dang well in the first half. He um, had some nice points in the paint. And I, I know that at one point I, I don't know that this was the his ending stats for the first half, but he had eight points and seven rebounds, at some point in the first half. Really good. Um it had some pretty good defensive rebounds, even though I bitch about rebounds every single game. But uh right. at the end of the at the end of the game. Okay, well, he only had two defensive rebounds. That's not that great. But it seemed like more. So maybe they were clutch rebounds. Um, <laughs> Sean did take a pretty good charge. but
0: I saw that. On it. Yeah,
1: I know. Um, so that kind of sucks. Uh, on in the first half was 2 of 2 from free throws. So that did help our abysmal free throw percentage.
0: We're going to have to throw in as many synonyms for terrible as we can abysmal since we
1: looked it up last week um abysmal one um jock played some really good defense in the first half uh the announcer even commented on your defense so good job jock um had two huge dumps in the first half yeah and mitch rebound got an offensive rebound and put that dunk that was really nice um other than that, I don't have a whole lot of high points for the first half because we because there wasn't a
0: lot to be sucked. honest.
1: Um, first half, our field goal percentage was thirty five point two nine percent. Our three pointers were sixteen point six seven percent, and our free throws were twenty eight point five seven. That's terrible, guys. So overall, field goal thirty five three point sixteen free throws, less than thirty. I mean that's... But abysmal, But abysmal, Um,
0: grotesque,
1: completely terrible, okay, so second half had a much nicer list of high points, we Um, do,
0: second half really, they kind of kicked it into high gear,
1: we came out swinging, Um, we did, so I am going to say, O played a season high tonight, minute, 14 minutes, um, he started Mm -hmm. the second half, so at halftime, we were down 35, 27, uh, we're down by eight, um, but we ended up cutting, um, what was, you know, overall the largest upset at 14 points, um, to pretty close at the beginning of half. Um, so anyway, we started second half, uh, immediately on gets cut, it to, um, within five with a three-pointer. Um O, which let's see, you're from very close to Thibodeau and I don't remember Baton Rouge. Um so for O this was kind of a home game. Uh he was playing in front of I think a lot of his friends and family were there. Um the announcer mentioned that. So I'm sure he had a good a good turnout to watch him since it was so close. Um so O started out the second half. Um Yeah had a really nice score at one point that I noticed okay well you only scored two but it was a good a good basket whenever he did um you got three assists so and two rebounds pretty solid game um so okay like I said we tied it up four different times we had several several different big uh moves by Kevon to, to initiate those ties and a few by Shannon. Um, we had Keevon made a three to tie it up at one, one of the four times. Um, got an and one to give us our only lead. Uh, another three to bring it within three. Another and one to bring it within
2: one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, overall, Kee had 30 of our 73 points. Um, so, damn near half of our points were Kibon. Pretty much, um, just one point short of tying
0: his career high. Um, so Kibon's career high is thirty-one points tonight. He scored thirty, so and only really, one really rebound short of having a double-double. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: So tremendous performance all in the second half. Um, because. I do know one of one of my low points, not to jump ahead, but one of my low points that I noted in the first half, I said, Tevon can't make shit. So, um, he really turned it around because I was he did. really frustrated in the first half. And then you I think, you know, nearly had a double-double and almost beat your career high. So.
0: I think we were all super frustrated in the first half, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, I know just like sitting there watching the game and trying to like, be present watching the game I was sitting at and then watching the game on my phone. There were times when like we were doing good on my phone and then we were doing bad on the court in front of me. So I was like, yeah, go team. And then my friends were like, what are you doing? I'm like, so I have, I have responsibilities. I gotta watch the game. Anyway. Yeah.
1: It was, it was rough. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, those those were the several times that, that he either, tied it, brought it within a few or gave us our only lead. Um, Right. And then Shannon, I had two different, two different times that you did. Um, We had a fast break dunk to Shannon to bring us within two and at the very end, Shannon drove in to tie the game with just a little over a minute left. Um, So, basically, every time we tied, it was, it was either Kevon or or Shannon. Um, And I did note Shannon gave Carl the most beautiful alley oop. It was wonderful.
0: Yes, um, yes, yes. I remember saying I... that, yes.
1: Um, and Carl had a really good game as well. He did. his fouls, which I'll get you later. But, uh,
0: he did. Carl had two huge clutch free
1: throws to tie us with two and a half minutes left. Um, and then everyone knows this is my pet peeve, so if I make a note, under the high point for you on this, you know, good. I have nice rebounding and busting ass to get back down the court yeah. um, for Carl. So good job. Good job there. So, um, yeah, so basically overall on the good, the good points, we just every time that we tied it or brought it within a few, we immediately went back down and just blew it on, on
0: defense. And that's so, really uh, where it yeah, it really, really went wrong there was the fact that just just defense, we couldn't ju- we couldn't stop them. I mean, just couldn't stop them on behind the arc, couldn't stop them, you know, driving to the basket, or we would foul them, you know. Yeah. So I yeah, totally, Pretty totally, much. totally. All right. Well, All right. we'll go ahead and uh,
1: we are so on the same page. So, we are, yeah. I don't just know. Or are both trying to say that we're going to take a quick break. We are going to we'll take a back. quick break.
0: I'll go dive into the low point and yes. kind of um, my little points for improvement. Yes. Player of the game,
1: next game, upcoming events.
0: Absolutely, so, absolutely. All right, stick so around. stick around, friends. We will be back in a moment with some more intense banter over... The game tonight. And welcome back, Jack fans, to the second edition and second segment, really, rather, of Pardon Me, Alex. I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here in Nacogdoches. Jacqueline's in Tyler still, hasn't moved, but she will be home tomorrow night, obviously, for the upcoming basketball games this weekend on Saturday. So I can't wait to see her. It feels like like forever, but it's really only been, I don't know, less than a week, a couple weeks maybe, not even that. Um, But anyway, so let's go ahead and continue uh, moving on to the low points of the game. Obviously, like I said earlier, that this is, pardon me, Jacqueline, Uh, This week, just because, you know, she was being more present at the games, not physically, but mentally and watching it more than I was. But uh, she she has the she has the inside knowledge this week, for sure, as always. So go ahead. Take it away.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, as Alex says, this is actually Thursday night now. Um, We tried to record. Last night and the second segment, I was a little too long-winded, I guess, and so the segment was too long and it didn't upload, so we are so devoted to giving this to you guys that we're working on it the second night. We are. Um, if, maybe it'll be a little more efficient and I'll, you know, um, long story short instead of long story long, which is what I usually say. <laughs> um, but, so... Um, so now we will kind of go over the low points and I, I did go back through my notes and kind of clean it up and condense a little bit. So, and we've had an extra day to sit on it. So maybe I won't be as salty. Maybe I'll be more salty. I don't know. We'll find out. The
0: saltiness um, will probably still be there.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, low point quite a lot. Um, the first half, um, we had immediate back-to-back turnovers. We just were not handling the ball well. Right. Um, as we'll kind of go over that a little bit more in depth later, but um, really they didn't shoot the three excellently. Um, their overall percentage was not that high. But uh, later on, whenever I'll, I'll kind of go over the the Coach Sellers radio show that happened tonight since last night when we recorded. we were telling you to go, um, but now tonight it's happened so we we'll get a little more insight. Um, but I will say Rob kind of. A, agreed with me on, on this point. I feel like anyway, um, their overall percentage on three pointers was not that stellar, but it's no. it really they made a lot. Right. Um, and you kind of mentioned that they are one of those teams that when they do um start making the threes, you know, they'll make several um kind of in a short period of time. So Anyway, I, I have a mind them all caps. They love the three with three exclamation points. They can shoot the three with three exclamation points. Why well, can't we guard it? Um, so, during the game, it, it felt like there were several points where um, I know one of made two within a couple possessions um, standing exact spot on the court. Um, we got off to a really, really slow offensive start. We missed seven of the first nine shots. Um, and then... Again, we'll kind of go over the stats more later, but we, we did rebound pretty well. However, um, our offensive rebounds weren't super high, and I just noted where, where the offensive rebounds weren't shooting well in these second chances, why can't chance we well, block out? Um, we did really terrible on free throws in the first half. We missed five in a row. Um, and we had not, not as many fouls as normal, but we did have a good set of fouls. Um, yeah, Nichols in the bonus in the first half. And uh, yeah, can actually, their, can actually make their free throws. Um, the announcer, as I mentioned on the, the first segment that we recorded last night, um, Nichols' announcer was actually really good. And um, there were a couple things that he mentioned that I, I made note of, but I went and that checked them um, to be certain. But,
0: like a good researcher oh, and journalist. Uh,
1: yeah, Nichols. Um, Believe it or not, because I was like, "Mm, I don't know if he said that correctly. Let me look that up. Um, They do, in fact, have the top free throw shooter in the country in NCAA D1 basketball. You can go to NCAA's website and look that up. And his name is Gavin Peppers, leads NCAA D1 free throw percentage at 95.2%. Uh, this dude, I think, has missed two free throws. He was 40 out of 42, um, So, yeah, we, we were cooling ourselves on the free throws because we couldn't make any, and every time we saw them, they did. Uh, second half, I still have noticed not walking out. We'll chat more about that later. Um, played it a really good game, I will say that, uh, he, he was fouling a lot last night, which. I would say the last two games he's done considerably better when he was out himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, last night he had you know, three fouls by the first media timeout in the second half, um, and then four fouls with about eleven minutes left. So you know, minutes later, again, um, uh, this, this had a really poor night last night. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but um. He only played about 13 minutes, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's, like, hit and miss with him some nights. I don't. I mean, you know, like, one night he'll be on, another night he won't. It's, you know. Yes, uh, and I, actually, at the Coastal the the Show, they, they kind of talked about
1: that a little bit. They, they did.
0: Um, they did, for sure. a little
1: inconsistent.
0: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so last night
1: during the game, I, I had a note. <laughs> Wide open three, I mean wide open and, and instead he Dragon and dribbles off his foot. Um, right. he's up game, he comes back in, immediately foul with to major free throws, um wasn't good. Uh so anyway, kinda the of, uh, I don't know, falling apart the last few minutes. Um it, we we just couldn't get ahead. Uh well um, you know, we got the one one lead for 10 seconds um, and then we just immediately go down on defense and just blow it and let them score and so it kept chipping away which we could never get ahead um, so minute and a half left we had the game and we let them have I mean, all caps to be the bucket in the lane um, to give them the lead Shannon ties the game up and then they immediately fell on I noticed the worst reverse layup I've ever seen I mean it was there was no way in the world that just this reverse lens was going in. Like, the guy had his back to the fucking it was, I mean, he was bouncing it off the backboard, really. um fouls, of course, they make both free throws. Um, Two-point lead with one minute. So, then we have the messiest possession in the world that I feel like I was watching. Junior high ball, um, where uh, I think it, I really I, – stopped counting because I had to, but I, I think it was five times that we nearly turned the ball over and somehow saved it, and then we finally turned it over. Um, go immediately foul put them in the double bonus and I those free throws to give them a four-point lead with 30 seconds, so um, you know, it happens then, it's a fouling game and we end up losing by five, so um, kind of a quick glance at the overview of our stats. Um, the first half our free throw
0: percentage was absolutely abysmal at twenty eight point five. Abysmal.
1: Um, pretty much the worst. Uh, other well, okay, our three point percentage was pretty terrible too, sixteen point seven percent. Um, other than that, we really weren't that far off um, from nickel stats. Other than the fact that they, you know, outscored us, but um, the goal percentage we had thirty five, they're thirty seven. Um, our three-point was sixteen. Theirs was twenty-eight. Which, as I said earlier, wasn't that great of a percentage, but they would hit a few clutch ones when, when it mattered and they needed it. Um, their, their free throw percentage was, you know, three times what ours was. Right. Almost. Um, seventy-five percent. Both had 23 three rebounds. Um it uh, Second half, we we came better back and kind of picked up our our a little bit. We're 56 overall. Still goal, a third on three-pointers and 70% on free throws. Much, much better. Um, I mean, the second half, if we would have played that the first half, we, we nearly doubled our first half points. The first half we scored twenty seven, second half we scored 46. Yeah. Um, however, a, a few good overall notes. Um, I think we discussed this in the first segment, so y'all actually – to hear it, but 48 points in the paint. I mean,
0: 48 was insane.
1: insane. Um, I mean, we were killing it, and uh, like I've been saying all season, I mean, there there are some players that they just need to be taken in the paint. I mean, don't even try to mess around like shot if you can't shoot it. It's it's not it's not that glamorous if you, if you miss it. Um, you know, a, a post move can be just as glamorous if you thought you have to take it in there. Make the make the bucket. Yeah. Um so anyway, that that was pretty pretty stellar considering all the other all the other pieces. Um so I, I basically kinda had five points for improvement off of last night's performance that I'll um elaborate on and some of them were mentioned kind of in the coach's show, so um They I'll for sure that. will. <laughs> Alex will just have to vouch for me that I actually did say this stuff last night before. Um, I promise. You know, before Robert Keller, um, whatever I'm trying to say, uh, agreed with it tonight. Um, my first one, stop. We've got to stop being a second half scene. I mean, I'm agreed. so tired of justifying our poor life in the first half. And I'm just tired of saying it. We need to stop being a second half team. Um get your shit together and play well the whole game. I don't I don't know what else to say. I mean we got it in us, obviously, if, if we can play that with the second half. Yeah. Um but they just talk about that in the in the show tonight. But um Absolutely. I think what what we played the second half, if that would have been the whole game, I mean we would have killed them. And mm-hmm. when when we come out and I, I think tonight um, on the show, and Alex can tell me if I'm correct on this or not. But um, I had my notes, that we missed seven of the first nine shots. But I yeah, I think it was actually like that was at one at one point of the first half. But I think overall there was a point where we had only made two shots out of like fourteen. Um. So we got a terrible, terrible slow offensive start. Um, Right, it's just hard to overcome that. No matter no matter how well you play, um, second half you start out that slow. So we just got to get out there. And it it was a road game that is difficult. And um, again, and the and the coaches show not to jump ahead, but you know Keller kind of talked about how um, everything's different and that road road games pose a lot of different factors that you have to allow for and. To
0: kind
1: of learn through trial and error what what process works best for your team and mm-hmm. um, tailor it and modify to that. But uh, I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, I, and like you pointed out, we did we did well at the at the Baylor game, and yeah. know, the same cuts of routine. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. But
0: anyway, so, well, and, but my boss, is, I mean, and um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm guilty of saying the oh, we're a second half team. Just wait. We'll come back at a halftime and, and, and come out swinging and we'll come back from behind and we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I'm guilty of saying that multiple times because it's always been pretty much true that somehow we would always find a way to win. But it shouldn't have to be that way. We shouldn't have to just rely on the second half to come back from a 10, you know, 15 point, whatever it may be, deficit going into the halftime. We shouldn't have to come out and and come from behind every single game. We're too good to do that. We should be coming out out of the gate first minute of the game, two minutes of the game and really start laying down the hammer. Then, you know, we shouldn't have to wait for the second half because then we're having to play catch up the whole time. And, and then it's just stressful for everybody. And then we used to end up running out of time and or creating bad turnovers and bad plays and bad passes at the end of the game, because we're trying to rush the ball too bad and too much. So I feel like, Again, we need to stop being a second-half team and really just be a complete team, a complete game team.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, my, my number one current example of that is, and it, it's too soon, it's still too soon, but I'm going to say it because it's too soon, and I think it'll be more impactful. But uh, our game against Tech in, in the tournament, the yeah. past season yeah um you know alex and i went and uh so one of my really good friends played basketball for tech um and was at the game and then another of my really good friends was tech as well so of course they were both texting me the whole game um you know friendly banter of giving shit back and forth right and i honestly was not i mean i was not worried i wasn't concerned i wasn't I was,
0: concerned either we were sitting pretty
1: yeah, calming myself, telling myself for a second half team, we'll get it together. We've time. Not, no need to panic. Um, and that, I think mean, that was just such a close game. And if anyway, we, we just can't be a second half team. We can't. We just have to be a full, full game team.
0: Um, and here's the thing, and and one point. and when we have the lead going into the second half, um, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. That's. Even more of an important time for you to keep on hammering the buckets and keep on hammering and keep on playing, you know, heads up and intense defense. Because every team we play has the capability of beating us. I don't care if they're you know ten and zero or zero and ten. I don't care. You know, as we've seen so far this season, anything can happen. We could beat a you know, you know, team like Baylor. We can come within a few points of beating a team like Alabama, and then we can have, you know, a team like Nichols and a team um, like Louisiana Monroe, who I do not even realize was that good or I don't even know if they're that good, come up and beat us and beat us badly, yeah. you know. And, and, again, we had three bad road starts, Miami, Monroe, and last night. And yeah. I don't understand what the what the connections are, or, or what the what the fix is, and I don't know. And again, that yeah, that was something that Coach mentioned tonight too: is the three bad road starts. But then we have a game like Baylor, and it's just like, where, where's where's the missing piece? I don't, I, you know, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. What's, what's the different factor? Right. Right. We're
0: right. 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 Um, so my second point uh, for
1: improvement is defense. Um, Just lately, I feel like overall we had some shitty, sloppy ass defense, and we never guard the three. In my opinion, Um, which this this is something we just we've got to work on and um, cut down on our fouls. Because again, if you're going to play lazy defense and getting the bonus and the double bonus against teams like last night, it kills us. I mean, absolutely kills us. They they made sixteen of twenty three throws, only beat us by five. I mean, if, if we could have cut the foul down, um, that could have made for the, the difference in, in points. Um, but that, this is another thing that, that Keller did talk about some tonight on the radio show. Y'all listened in is that, for number one starters, um, Shannon's now playing point guard. And, you know, Keller says no offense to Shannon, but he, he can't guard a point guard as well as Aaron or John Wood, that's not what he normally guards. Uh,
2: right. I mean,
1: it's, it is very different, and it is more intense. Um, and now it's not both given given Shannon lots of credit on stepping into that role as far as the offensive piece, but we really haven't ever discussed the defensive part. And No, we haven't it is, really. It is a really big deal um, to, guard, to guard the point guard. And if you're not as fast or as quick um, – it can, it can turn ugly again. Also, as as Keller pointed out, which is true as well. Um, you know, we have such a shallow bench this season with all the people that we have out. Um, so Shannon and Kevon have both been playing about 12 minutes more per game um, than they normally do, which Alex and I've mentioned as well. Because Shannon's played uh, I think far near 40 minutes every single game, um, and when you get when you get tired defense is one of the first things to go because you're just, you know, kind especially of along, if so.
0: you're playing as intensive a defensive, uh, you know, as intense a defense as Keller, you know, wants you to. And as we're well known for, I mean, that's tiring stuff. Yeah. It, t- it
1: takes a lot. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get some, some help back. Um, so these guys, we can improve the defense a little bit. because would be <laughs> we, need, we need some help. Um so the third point is block out. And I swear to you, I don't care what the number is on the rebound. I'm telling you, we might have a great rebounding game, but we are still not blocking out. The two are not mutually exclusive. And we just do not block out ever. And I don't understand it. And it drives me nutty. And I, I think we couldn't rebound so much better and effectively or just at least keep mm-hmm. keep the opponent from rebounding or just make them work for it. I mean, even if you just make them work a little bit harder, even if they get it, at, at least then, you know, they've had to work for it and, it, you know, extend a little more energy. Um, but I, I swear we don't block out. And last night's game, the um, twice as many defensive of rebounds, offensive rebounds, and I mean, we couldn't shoot for anything. We really needed those those offensive rebounds to get a ch- second-chance shot, and we just don't block out. Um, so I would say would start blocking out. That, I mean, that would be the best New guest gift ever
2: mm-hmm. if I could block out. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my, my fourth point, uh, as we've mentioned several times throughout this, are free throws. Um, our free throws are beyond, beyond, that's all I can say.
0: Um, They're pretty outrageous, for and for not in a good way.
1: Yeah, uh, For the season, we're at 56%, last night, 53 I mean, if you are playing D1 basketball, you've got to be giving me a better percentage than half.
2: Oh, Beth's, I mean,
1: it's got to be better we've got have better chances than flipping a coin when we get up to the free throw line.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
1: So, uh, free throw practices. I don't know. I would like, I would like some status updates on how many free throws they are having to make before they get to leave. Cause I would love to impose that. Yeah. Would love it. Um, we got to pick that
0: up.
1: Uh, our last, my last, just and final point for improvement, which, um, Keller just speak on this a little bit uh tonight in the radio show, but um turnovers, which last night we only had twelve, which I think he seemed semi pleased with. What would you say, Alex?
0: What was that? I'm sorry.
1: The the turnovers last night we had twelve, which uh, I said Keller on the from just the audio, obviously, since I was listening, I wasn't there, but he seemed like he was semi pleased with that. Maybe not yeah. that was like the best effort, but Right. and it was better. It was better because, I hate to tell y'all, overall, our average per game on the season is almost 17 turnovers.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, which is... I mean, whenever I was in high school playing basketball, high school girls basketball, if our turnovers were in double digits, we had to run for every additional turnover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Over, but put it in double digits. Um, so, again, I mean, these are one, We got it. We got to do better than seventeen.
0: I agree. I agree. And,
1: and again, I know, I know, we got a really shallow bench, and we're tired. And I'm sure ninety nine percent of those come from, uh, you know, possessions where we're just we're just get out and not not thinking with our heads. But we got to get, got to get that signed up. Cause that no boy, no. Um. So there's there's my five points for improvement. Um, and lift it on up more positively we'll go and play the game.
0: Play the game.
1: Um, so very obviously, Kevon. Um, Absolutely, career, Kevon. Um, his career high is thirty-one points last night. He put up thirty, so he's only one point short of tying his career high, and he was only one rebound short of having a double-double because he had nine rebounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, really great. Great effort and a really good um, showing, but uh, also would be remiss if I didn't include um, a good game also to Carl and Shannon, because uh, Carl was also pretty close to double-double, 14 points and eight rebounds. He was. Uh, and he had something on every, every out across the board. He had two assists, one block and one steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shannon had 13 points, two rebounds, three assists. So, um, pretty solid game from both of them, and Carl did uh, put in some really good offensive work in the in the paint. Um, in last night's game, a little bit too many fouls for my taste, but um, really really good
0: otherwise. Absolutely, I agree, one hundred percent. And then, of course, you know, like you said, Carl and Shannon, you know, they have. Good games, bad games, but last night they were they were both producing some pretty good numbers out there. We just need them to keep producing and keep playing hard, and we just need everybody else on the bench and uh, starting to just catch up and just start, you know, hustling just like everybody else does. I mean, it will, it will help. It will help when we have, you know, when we have Aaron back and we have Sam back, more people, more bodies, more warm bodies to, you know – spread the wealth for, you know, especially at point guard. So it'll definitely be helpful if we get those two back ASAP, ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we'll be back in just a second to talk about the upcoming games. And of course, a little bit more about tonight's re- uh, Kyle Keller road-, road show. And of course our, what do you mean winners? Can't be good about those guys. All right. So stick around. We'll be right back all right jack fans and welcome back to the final segment of pardon me alex and uh guys guess what we have a game coming up this weekend all right we have a home game this saturday january the 12th at 4 30 versus the demons of northwestern um actually this is a double header game this weekend where the girls they're going to be playing at two o'clock so there's absolutely no reason why you cannot make both games. I mean, it's a Saturday in January; school hasn't started yet. Uh, come on, guys, let's go. Come on up to Nacogdoches. have a game or two, preferably both, in uh, in the Coliseum, and have a great day in Nacogdoches. Actually, this weekend it is also SFA Alumni Association Member Day, which is a huge day for the members of the Alumni Association because you get six free tickets. Let me, let me, let me say that again. You get six free F R E E tickets just for being a member of the alumni association. All you have to do is just look for the alumni tent slash table outside the Coliseum. Whenever you get there on Saturday and you get six free tickets. I mean, it's that simple. So bring your family, bring your friends. If you know anybody that has always wanted to go to a game, but really maybe can't afford it or just hasn't had the time this is the perfect opportunity. I mean, I know Jacqueline and I, we're both members of the Alumni Association. And for the majority of you guys know that we're also board members of the association. So not only do we get board member tickets, but we also get six free tickets on Saturday too. So if there's anybody that wants to come to the game, hit us up. We will have 12 tickets, (laughs) 12 tickets to give away for free. And we have no problem standing outside waiting to give them to you because we don't want them to go to waste. I mean, they're just going to sit there and not be used and go to waste if nobody comes to claim these from us. We don't need them. We have our tickets. I have season tickets. I already have six tickets, so we don't need them. So come, and take them off our hands. Really,
1: really good game to show up for too. Absolutely. Um, like Alex said, it's a double header. You yep. can watch the girls and the guys. Um, it's Northwestern, one of our you know huge rivals mm-hmm. uh, it, it's one of they're one of those teams that and i know we've said this before but northwestern and sam are both kind of teams that just to be honest they could be having the shittiest season ever and it still might be a super competitive game absolutely so yeah highly charged and you know
0: because um, it's so it's emotional always,
1: yeah they're always going to give us they're always going to give us hell and make, make us really work for it to um, beat mm-hmm. them. And, um, so, some of our most exciting games have been uh, against Northwestern, and yes. I, I'm going to shift a little teaser this week. I think, well, not teaser because it's already happened, but um, you know, just a little hype post of some of our past Northwestern games in the last years have been super, super crazy. Yes. Um, so no, it could it could be a really crazy game, and yes. obviously, um, coming off of the loss, the guys can use a little little support, little support and mm-hmm. turnout. So, We really need to show up and give them a good a good home uh opportunity and
0: home court support, advantage. So, um, yeah, agreed, agreed. So make sure you guys come out to the games on Saturday, January the twelfth, two o'clock and four thirty. Um, next up, we have our meme winners or what do you mean basketball edition winners? We say winners because there was really only two people that participated this week and we had two pictures. We had a two for one this week. Um, so first off we have on the first picture, the first picture was of, um, was Fitz was Devonte Fitzgerald where he actually did post it on his own personal Instagram feed and said like caption this. So I think maybe he's taking a page out of our book. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, the, the winner for that one was Jonathan dumb muffin man underscore SFA. He says, when you walk in to your grandma's house and she's already cooking, mm, mm, you right. And then on the second picture, second picture obviously is a good action shot from uh, or of Shannon Bogues. And um, this winner obviously is for Carrie Dubs. Her caption is, we're just doing this until we make it on So You Think You Can Dance. Very good captions guys, very good. Um, obviously we want you guys to participate in this little fun little game that we do every single week before home game. We'll be posting a picture tomorrow for the game on Saturday. So make sure you're keeping up with our social media pages. You can comment on either Facebook or Instagram, whichever doesn't matter. They'll be posted on both. And of course, as always, we will be reading the winner or the ones we think are the best on our podcast after every home games or after every game. So just make sure you guys, you pay attention and you participate. Cause I, we think they're funny. We think they're funny. They are funny. Yeah. Really
1: awesome. And I don't, I don't know, uh, Mitch didn't participate. Whatever. <laughs> so Lame.
0: So that was cool. That was yeah. Fun. Yeah. But way to sit one out and let someone
1: else have a chance.
0: I guess, I guess that's what he was doing there. I guess. Or, or just
1: having too much fun in the big Easy. I don't know. Who what knows? I mean, uh,
0: Lord Jesus. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, uh, Jacqueline, go ahead and talk a little bit about your takeaway from tonight's Coach Kyle Keller radio show. Cause you were listening on the radio. I was listening there in person. So we both may have heard a few different things. Um, it was kind of loud, obviously, in CC's because there was a bunch of people there. So you probably picked up on a few things I didn't. So go ahead and you talk about your uh, your part there first.
1: All right. Um, and so just again reminder, we actually recorded this segment last night whenever we were telling you to go for the radio show tonight and um Upload so here we are recording again, and now it's already happened, so we can give you a little more insight on it. But, um, just to give a heads up for the future um radio shows, tonight was on Thursday night, of course, but going forward, they'll all be on Monday night. We posted um a super detailed post on on our Facebook and Instagram, um, that will give you all the information you'd ever need to know um, on how to go if you're in NAC and you're going to go in person. Um I have all the dates there. always at CC's. Uh, last night it was confusing when we were telling you to go Thursday night and then go on Mondays, but now 5.4 on Mondays. Um, it's pretty easy if, if you are in NAC but you're not able to get by there. You can just tune in on the radio 6107.7 and if you like myself are not in NAC, You can either listen for free um, online or via the Q107 app for iOS or Android. Um, All that's posted on the post. So I highly recommend, um, after I kind of go through some of the points, Alex can kind of interject and and tell you all how it was um, in person, which we kind of talked about a few times, but Anyway, it's totally worth going if you're if you're in that around that and can get there. I, I highly recommend that you go in person. But you know, if you're like me and you're in Tyler and uh, you have to just kind of listen in. That that works just as well too. So anyhow, I use the app tonight. Worked great. Um, Listening to the whole thing while I was eating my dinner and whatever. Um, so a few few little things I chatted about. Like we said, just kind of gives you um, a chance. Rob will kind of discuss with, with Coach Keller the, the previous game and get a little little fan insight because, you know, sometimes there, there are things that you wonder about. And you, you know there's a, a rhyme and reason and a plan that you just don't know what it is. Um, also gives kind of a format to ask any questions that you might have. Um, but some good news uh, that Keller shared was that Samuel and Aaron both got to practice today with the team. Um, that's Great, great news. Uh, We've got a little snippet that Aaron may be back on Wednesday. Um,
0: Thank God.
1: Fingers crossed. Prayers, good vibes. Maybe Aaron will be back Wednesday.
0: That would be great Um, news, I'm telling you right now.
1: Like I said, whenever I went on my rant about defense, uh, the killer did mention the defense. He actually called it verbatim, god-awful defense.
0: Well, he's not wrong.
1: like, Like I said, he did you know kind of mention, and it's good i just think it's it's, this is a really good um radio show to listen in on if if you want to really know the ins and outs because you do get a little more get a little more insight on on some of the um you know not only just the expectations that we have but some of the the issues and adversity that the players face and actually trying to get out there and do their best, is that we don't have as much depth on our bench, and that me and Shannon are playing a lot more, what more time for game than last year, but um, like Keller pointed out, really producing almost the same stats,
2: so, Yeah.
1: you know, our defense is taking a hit, but they're, they're playing a lot more minutes, and still putting up some really good points, and grabbing rebounds, and all that stuff, so, anyhow.
0: Which um, it would be nice if the fact that they were playing more minutes would be pro- producing better stats but I mean the fact that they're kind of at even I feel like that's better than going backwards you know what I'm saying so
1: right um so the, the defense has kind of taken a hit like I said defense yeah to things to get when you're when you're tired and don't have that much energy to put out there um so one one point they did mention and I did not notice this in the game last night so I don't know how I missed this um, but apparently last night in the game, um there was a point where John got hurt and the the rest didn't call um, you know, didn't stop play and so Keller used the timeout, um and then kind of brought it to their attention and I guess was was nice and polite enough in his um you know uh pointing that out and kind of trying to ask Asked for a well, little something, something they get they gave us the timeout back. because um, you know, any time a, a player is injured, the refs are supposed to halt play so that a timeout doesn't have to be used. So right, anyway, I don't I missed that. Did you see that in
0: the game last night? Um I must have missed that too. Um I mean I saw there was a point where, you know, Aaron not Aaron, sorry, John uh was uh I don't know what I don't know what happened, but it might have been that point. But um, I was kind of confused as to why the referees didn't call a timeout after that. And so it made more sense tonight when Keller pointed it out during the, the road show as to that's what was going on. Because, again, it, it was hard for me to pay attention. But there I do remember at that point, like, Aaron, not necessarily, like, on the ground or something. Not Aaron. God, he was saying Aaron. John. <laughs> I just want Aaron to come back. Jeez. Thinking. thinking. I know. Um. I don't know if he was like on the ground or like he was just like slow to get up or something, but you know, definitely should have had plate stopped at that point. But yeah, Southland and what are you gonna do? Yeah, so I don't know, I missed that, but anyhow. Um, so then uh,
1: there's a point where Rob asked, um, and again, I just you're, you're missing out if you're not going or listening into this. because you get a lot of good?
0: You get a lot, a lot, lot of good, good banter. Good,
1: a lot of good background info, and Rob is just really good at. You know, doing the casual interview and and um, really guiding it along with some good questions that'll produce you know interesting tidbits that we're all kind of want to know. Um, and so, anyhow, he yeah, asked, "Tell her kind of what what this season so far surprised him the most, or which player surprised him the most?" And um, of course, uh, I think Alex don't no, totally agree because we we said it every every podcast that um, that Aaron's been out. But he, he just said that you know she, he was very impressed. With Shannon running the point, um, yeah, and also kind of illustrated that he's he's stepping into a role where he's having he's having to learn how to step into that role and what exactly all goes into that. While at the same time leading everyone else, correct. So it's a lot a really position to be in, and as much as Alex talked about it, I don't think we've exactly pointed that out either. But it's like he's literally learning a whole new position, and role, yeah. and, I mean, game plan, outlook, overview, motive, I mean, M.O., everything, and at the same time, having to be the one to kind of lead lead the team, so, um, anyhow, very, very impressed with, with Shannon and having to do all that, and um will even mentioned that there was an NBA uh, scout at the game last night, and, just kind of said that you know that Shannon's very impressive and if um, he continues to improve and kinda of do well then that there may be a, an opportunity in the future for him to to get some NBA play. So Yeah. Um anyhow you really really impressive there. Um one one other point that Taylor made really well and again kinda of what back to my my point on defense. Um and I won't get to this whole Analogy it was a really long winded story about in the locker room and drawing the basketball Yeah, I
0: about. know. At first, I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. And then he yeah, made I, his point, and I'm like, oh, uh, got know, know it. Where, what he was building up to there. But uh,
1: anyhow, he kind of, you know, gave all of us that today in his post game sort of next day talk with the team that um sort of pet talk and regroup that um he told them that there, there's only two things that travel um need the passion yes or energy something along those lines uh um,
0: yeah like our energy or our effort yeah and yeah
1: defense. Um, right and absolutely a thousand percent yeah because um whenever you travel and, and he explained it a little bit more and again we talked about this in the first segment last night um just like yesterday whenever we pointed out the gym um at nickels super tiny uh you know the ball the basketballs are different the goals obviously they're still regulations but um it's not if your you goal like you've ever played basketball i mean I, I swear that just the different rims like <laughs> respond differently to the shots and depending on the size of the gym and where the walls are behind it Stuff like that really make a big deal as well, um, especially for an outside shooter, because when the, the backboard is clear, um, like, for example, myself, I went to a super tiny school. Um, we had a really small gym. Um, the wall was literally two steps out of bounds behind the goal. Um, so when you were shooting, there wasn't a whole lot of clear open air around the goal, because the wall was right there behind it, and so you get very used to the depth perception of your view of the goal every time, and then, you know, whenever we would make it to playoffs, we play in SFA, in the Coliseum, and it's, you know, a big Coliseum, it's nice and open, there's lots of open air and uh, whatnot behind the clear backboard, and so your depth perception is just totally different. Um, when you're shooting, cause you can see, you know, 50 something feet behind the goal up into the sand and it, it totally throws you off. And so anyway, a small factors like that can really throw off your, your shooting and your scoring and all these different things, but you can, you can always travel with defense. I mean, you just play defense just the same every time. Um, so anyway, hopefully. Right. Hopefully that'll come against them, and they'll, they'll keep the passion and work their Dublin off on defense, and that'll, that'll travel with them to every game. Um, and then the last little segment of the radio show, uh, we're all kind of brought up Belfast and um, had to kind of make some little lighthearted jokes with Keller about his favorite part of uh, Heathrow Airport, because apparently part of their group spent about 10 hours um, in Heathrow Airport on a layover. Uh, made the terminal their Study hall and camped out for eight hours. I think in the same terminal, which I
0: totally yeah, they were there, to, there for a while. And
1: to totally feel the struggle.
0: Yeah,
1: on that been there.
0: I mean, it, it happens. Times. It happens. I it think. happens.
1: Tired, tired. Um, anyhow, and so um, he asked teller what his favorite part was of Belfast. Um, and He said the the best hour and a half um, the whole time they were in Belfast was whenever they took um, a little uh, tour around Belfast with their bus driver, giving them the talk about the troubles in the 70s, which um, whenever Alex did one of our podcasts after the the Belfast Classic and I kind of spoke about my trip over there, um, I, I noted the same thing. Um, whatever, I, I just, my tour, it's called a Black Cat, or Black Taxi City Tour, um, obviously they had quite more people than I did, so they were on a bus with a bus driver taking them around, but anyway, um, talking about the, the troubles in the 70s, whenever, um, there's some really high, really high tension between, um, the Protestants and the Catholics and the Loyalists and the... Um, Republican. She wanted to remain Republic of Ireland. Anyway, it, it's super interesting, and um, if you don't know that much about it, definitely, definitely look it up. Uh, whenever, whenever I went to visit, and my cousin was there. She, she recommended that I do the her, and um, it gave me some, some background of kind of what, what all happened over there. But um,
0: right, anyway, it's anyway, really
1: good, and it gives you just the old yeah.
0: Thing, so. And we also mentioned um you know how beautiful it was cuz the christmas market was up and it was really nice and um really pretty out all the christmas lights and etc cetera, etc cetera. so um hopefully hopefully maybe have some uh, good news coming up about possibly doing that again soon maybe next season that'd be great um maybe this time I'll actually get to go <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed anyway yeah. so uh
1: for the radio show next week for tune in. Um, they kind of tease that they may have one of the little segments next week devoted to talking about their right trip and So that'd be interesting as well. Um, you know, if you were following us or them on Facebook, they just post a good bit of pictures and we share them. Um, but just to kind of hear from Coach Keller a little bit more in detail about that trip and the tournament would be really interesting.
0: So. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, all right. It's about that time, guys. Thank you again for listening in. Always make sure that you're following us on Facebook and Instagram, pardon me, Alex, on both social media platforms. We love interacting with you guys and talking and sharing and commenting and liking and giving us questions and giving us different topics to discuss. And so keep on doing that. We love hearing from you. Um, again, don't forget Make sure that you're there on Saturday, January 12th at 4.30 for the guys game, two o'clock for the girls game. Jacqueline and I will both be there in person, ready to go, hoping to pull out a win because we always, we love winning at home. It's the best. Yeah, two home
1: wins is what we're going for. Tonight.
0: Two home wins. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, have a great night. Stay safe. Stay warm. And always remember, Axum jacks
1: out